two senseis and a casual. All the things of power cord. Where the hell would I put it? Is it on vomit? Where, no, I have no, find it? no idea where. I'm at 54%, so we got to get rocking. Oh, good thing you're on the phone. It's not in your wall at all? From where we're, we're like, we're, no. oh, man. <laughs> no, oh, I could double check. But, uh, when the last time you used it? When we, were at, when we did our live recording, I had it, like, plugged in the wall behind me. If that's it, I'm going to be pissed. Found it. Wow. No, I found it. Thank you, Mariah. Can you, can, you can you slap him for us? The reason that bad things happen to you is because you're a dumbass. So she said, he said, can you slap, <laughs> slap me? Aww. Aww. Did you hear, did you hear him too, Gerard? He's like, can you, can, are you sure it's not on your wall behind you? No, I'm gonna fuck it over here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, over here. Sorry, I'm start, start recording. That shit crazy. Well, this is another episode of True Hip Hop Sensei's in the Casual, and I'm your host, B Weezy, and can't get a tan from your phone light. Baby, it's late June. Open the blinds. Get out the shade room. Mm. Mm. Is, that, is that from Andre 3000's album? No words. No words. <laughs> no words. <laughs> oh, man. How y'all been? You been all right? Doing well. Doing been good. Well. Y'all gonna introduce yourselves, man? It's been a while. Eh, ain't oh, the name Gerard. <laughs> hey, Gerard. <laughs> what did you say, Drew? What's going on? Drew, ain't the name. Man, don't sound That's so it. enthusiastic. <laughs> you, you Sorry, I'm, I'm, right. I feel really rushed right now. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to catch up. Oh, man. Not that kind of catch up. Mm. Yeah, nah, that's the only that's the only catching up that matters. But <laughs> uh, I just want to say, man, our timing is impeccable, and we know what we're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. We discussed Taylor Swift, and then Drake dropped that album and showed her mad respect, and then mentioned him working with producers and work with new producers. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. So I'm, you know, just wanted to pat ourselves on the back, man. That's pretty impressive timing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been nice if Drake did all that from the jump. Whoa! Let's get into it. Scolded by his whoa. fans. Like, it that just would have been nice instead of having a hissy fit whoa. and then going in the studio recording. You know, that, that, let's get into Go it. Go off, let's King. Let's get into it real quick. I was going to ask. Let's you, get into it. Do you think this happens without the, without the Joe Button disc? No. Not at all. Not at, not at all. Not at all. And it's not even about Joe Button. I think. He heard it from a lot of people. It wasn't just Joe Button. Joe Button is the easiest target because because mm. he has respect for Joe Button as a rapper. So to hear that coming from him, he thought he would be more understanding. Like he he like, but Joe always has been critical of Drake, but he's always been one of Drake's biggest fans. Mm -hmm. So I think that annoyed Drake the most. But everybody been saying that about that album. So he was like, damn, like. Everybody talking shit like I can't rap. Well, let me show them I can rap. And it's like, dog, no shit. if you just do this from the jump, nobody would talk shit. Like, they, yeah, like even 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 the six tracks sound angry, like he's being vindictive. And it's like, bro, relax. 
<laughs> like it's it's okay. He's still doing like, numbers. It's fine. Relax. Right. Yeah. Well, see, it's okay, nothing, buddy. Like, he did drop. He drops this this project. Right. It's all rap. Now it's like, well, you know, this is actually what you should have done. It's like he's never done that though. So why the expectations of it being all rap? If he did all rap, it still would have been people saying, you it's know, not what? that. It's I would like to hear six some tracks off of For All the Dogs and replace them with these six tracks. And we're, we won't even right, have that. Exactly. The original conversation we had wouldn't even have been that, would that never brutal. never even If these what six were originally on it. I mean. I See, that, I don't know. I don't know. That, no. that's, I wouldn't. I like. I would have to sit. I would have to sit and see. like nitpick. And I didn't do that. Like, I literally just listened to the six six songs. I ain't really. So so let me, let me ask you, Dry, after you listen to this. Shit, take off the one with Yachty. Take off that. When one. you listen, Gerard, what was your what was your overall thoughts on the six tracks? I thought no, it uh, the six tracks. I thought they were good, and I'm like, yo, like I I knew this. He was capable of this, but I always I also thought because of how he dropped, and I'm like, bro, like no one should have to like bully you into doing this. Like like you never like that's the issue I be having with Drake is like you never have to. Make Kendrick or J. Cole, for example, you never have to bully them to rapping because you're a rapper. This was what you're supposed to do. Like, it ain't always about, like, the shit that Drake did on For All the Dogs, like, or even the shit that he did with 21. Like, it's unnecessary shit. Like, if you feel like you're number one, you ain't. You shouldn't have to just talk on your songs and say I'm number one. You should be able to prove that with your skills. Like, and that's what he did. And maybe and maybe spending time with J. Cole or whatever, like, kind of, like, inspired him. And, and I think that's... I think that's what it is. I think Drake doesn't feel inspired. And I think him getting upset from people saying that For All The Dogs Was Ass was inspiration enough to really get on that record and start rapping. Like, because even from the first song of the six track, he started talking about uh, how niggas was talking shit. Or even on the song, uh, song what is it, uh, song For My Brother or some shit like that. Like, he was talking about, like, um, the shit with Joe Button and stuff like that. I think that, that gave him inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Like, and niggas saying that he got washed by J. Cole uh, on First Person Shooter. And then we get, uh, what's the name Evil of the Ways, second song they got Ways. now? You, yeah, yeah, Evil Ways. And he, they both barring up. Like, no one should have to push you to do that. No one, no one, no one had to do that to Kobe. No one had to do that to MJ. And if a nigga challenged LeBron, LeBron was also still giving that nigga buckets too. Like, no one should have to do that. But with Drake, the only time you hear him rap, is when he's upset, like so. I think I think uh, LeBron is the perfect comparison, um, and I think LeBron is the perfect comparison because LeBron can take over the game. There's many times where you'll watch a, a, a game with LeBron and you'll be like, yeah. "Why is he being so passive? Like, why is he why is yeah. he passing the ball? You know, why is he not looking to score? Despite the fact that we all know, I mean, history shows he's the best right. official scorer in the game, but. It just goes back to, I mean, I think you made a great point when it goes to to inspiration. Uh, I've seen a video of, I forget who it was, but he was a role player on the bench, and he was saying how Brian basically wasn't doing shit that game, and somebody on the bench was starting talking yeah. shit. And he was yeah. like, we'll take that broke-ass jumper, like, you know, basically waking up the beast. Third quarter, I think LeBron, right. he said he had like six points. Long story short, I think he said LeBron ended up with like 35. But like... Yep. Sometimes it does take that because, again, I mean, I don't have the perfect reason as to why it takes that. But I didn't hate for all the dogs the way other people did. So when he dropped the six the six song track, honestly, I didn't know what to expect. 
Um, it wasn't a major rollout, and to his credit, he said he didn't write any of this shit uh, with until uh, after. Until after. Yeah. So, like, this is all within five days. And when I take it from just that perspective of five days, like, dude, for one, I wish I could hear, like, the conversations he had when he called up these producers. Because, again, we said we would love to see Drake work with some different producers. And, man, some of these beats was fire. I want to hear what Drew thought, and then I'll kind of dig deeper into what I thought. But... Drew, I've been waiting to hear what, what what you think. Let's hear it. These six tracks are pure heat, B. And I know you wanted me to say that, but it's true though. They are they're they're fire. But just attaching them to for all the dogs is such a cop out to me. Like, like like me and Drew were saying, you could have taken these six tracks and replaced them with six tracks that was originally on the album. Like, for example, Polar Opposites. You could have did the two interludes, taken away those. Drew a Picasso could have got rid of six nine seven nine Santa. You could have got rid of those and put these on there somewhere. It would have, if these were on it originally, I would have had a way higher rating for the album than I originally did. But at the same time, don't attach it to this album after everyone's talking shit. Just make it Scary Hours three and make it its own little six track EP. I think so attaching you, to it is just such a bitch move. So, I mean, I guess I'm more so confused because. For all the dogs, Scary Hours edition, like they are attached to the overall album, but at the same time, like it is also kind of an EP. Um, but don't even put for all the dogs on it, though. Like, what's the point of that? No, nah, I mean it basically make it a deluxe. So that's essentially what it is. It, it adds on to the numbers for all the dogs, and it don't need it, but it's a good marketing strategy. So what makes yeah, it a bitch move it. to you, Drew? Because it makes people go back to For All the Dogs now, and people are like, you know, all in all, after these six tracks, it really wasn't that bad. You know, you put, if you put it all on... No, no, no. If you put it all, all... all if, you these, go back to, if you go back to our last episode, what did I say about All the Dogs? I you said, say that. You're the one who I'm, says that. I'm not I'm not the only one. No, it, was, it, was, but it was people... It was people backtracking, saying like, "Oh, well, you know, if you listen to it again, it ain't that bad." It happens like, every album. I, if I, so, I, even if he didn't attach yeah. it to for all the dogs, people are still going to listen to go back and listen to all the dogs. If he would have waited, I agree. to drop a whole another project, let's say he waited, I don't know, six months to a year, right? People are still going to go back and listen to for all the dogs, just wait. And you know, uh, and what's crazy about that is this: it's a great time for music that you can do that and you ain't got to go and press up some new crazy. shit because if it was back in the 90s he would have had to sit on that mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying and then wait to the next album and prove people wrong like so like it's it's great that he'd be able to do that because like i'm telling you b i know he sat right there stewing because <laughs> niggas ain't just going like going except for all the dogs like he wanted them to like he he was you can tell he was upset like it bothered him like, you know what I'm saying? That people were saying this. Because Drake never responds. So you send a whole soliloquy to Joe Button and you up here putting Instagram posts saying, like, thanks to everybody who helped me put this album together. You're upset that this didn't come out the way that you wanted it to. And so that's that's literally why he recorded six tracks, because he was mad. And and Mad Drake is the best Drake. So I'm glad he got mad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm okay with that. But he was clearly upset. Like, he was bothered. And so that's the reason why he did it. Because if he wasn't, if he wasn't, he would have just sat with it. Like, hey, this is what y'all getting. Whatever. Suck my dick. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he didn't do that. Yeah. Like, so. I just find it funny how it's it's always it's always gonna be something. Like it doesn't matter. Um I actually did like his 
the video that he dropped where he when he stated um he doesn't have to like like disappear for some like mysterious like uh I forgot how he, how he quoted it, but basically like he doesn't have to disappear for people to like ha- have this like missing sensation for him or like basically like Cole kind of yeah. does just drop an album and kind of disappears like I like that right. um to to make this project in five days man like. There's only a handful. That's impressive. There's only yeah. a handful of rappers that can fucking do that. Like, yeah. We mentioned Cole. We mentioned Kendrick. And to your point, Drop, when you said Kendrick doesn't, Kendrick doesn't have to be asked to rap. I'm trying to think of a good comparison. If 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 Drake is LeBron, who's Kendrick? Kendrick's Kendrick's Curry, I'd say. Yeah, I'll say he's Steph. See, yeah, yeah I, I guess the reason I'm looking for a good comparison is because. I don't Every think time when he shoots, he scores. When it, <laughs> when, like when it comes to versatility, like I don't think J, I don't think Kendrick has the range of a Drake to do some of the, I guess pop is what I'm looking for pop songs that Drake has kind of made, kind of easy to to produce hits. Like I don't think so. He's made like R and B. I'll pop. disagree. No, I'll, I'll disagree in the sense that is he's not going to change his style to make pop records. I think he, he stays the course, but he has pop records too. He got a, a song with Taylor Swift. So he has well, pop records. He just doesn't change his style to fit that pop Well, the record. thing too with Kendrick, I feel like he sticks, he's the one who makes a theme with every album and he has an idea what that theme's going to be and the song surrounding it. And he doesn't, he doesn't far away from it on his albums at all. He sticks to it. Like, I don't know. You're not going to get, from Kendrick, I feel like you're always just going to get a well thought out project that tells a story somewhere in the album. Like it, it for him, it's, it's hard to find like the poppy R and B songs, but like the track with Rihanna, what's a love or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of yeah. it. That's, I mean, that's probably his biggest pop R and B song. I'd say. I feel so. The overall point is to me, Drake is capable of making much more different music versus Kendrick mm-hmm. is always going to give you those bars. Like, you're not going to hop on a track. You may hear him have, like, those those weird ad-libs that he does or, like, different yeah, voices. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to, like, hear him make, like, an incredible pop song with mostly his vocals. Like, he'll have somebody on there with him. But mm-hmm. I think it's a gift yeah. and a curse for Drake to be able to have, like, the different type of versatility that he does. So when you, you do say, man, I just want straight-up bars from Drake. I feel like that's giving a disservice to the fans or to, I mean, I think his audience is more so 50-50 when it comes to women and guys. Like, the guys want to hear the bars, right? But the ladies, they want those tracks where they can put those captions, you know, under their Instagram posts. So who do you go about pleasing, Pause. Like, is it is it your women fan base? Is it, is it the fellas? So, you know, he has the one song where he said, you know, baby girl asking me to rap like I used to. I don't know how anymore. Like, I don't know you know, how. Yeah. Can't, you're not in that sense of like we talk about the insecurities and you know questioning yourself. You're in a different place now. So I, I was happy. Um, I mean, this mm-hmm. is what five projects in two years. It's refreshing uh, to hear it for sure. These these six tracks. I just I just I, like you said some shit. Put it simply, sometimes bullying works. Um, going yeah. back to the producers. Let me see. Got the Alchemist on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Conductor yeah, Williams, the, Alchemist, Boy One, Conductor Williams, again. Overcast, and Vinyls. I mean, I, what I wrote with my notes is Scary Hours 3, no singing. Although, technically, there is singing on You Broke My Heart. Relax. But, uh, yeah. 
you know, you got one feature, which is cold again, but it's almost like a do-over. Like we said, you want to hear the bar versus bars. I like but, that, though, because you don't really hear that much in hip-hop anymore, that back-and-forth style, and they did it the whole track. I really like that. Yeah. And then I also like the no-beat switch-ups, which we talked about was overdone on For mm. All the Dogs. Yeah. So I put, you know, no-beat switch-up, pure bars, new producers, everything haters requested. Now what? Enough said. Fuck the haters. Uh, I also put the... The tour makes a little more sense now after the EP because when they first announced the tour with him and J. Cole, I initially thought it was a money grab. And I say that because J. Cole hasn't had any new projects come out lately. Uh, Drake just went on tour, so I was like basically questioning what's the point of them going on tour together. But it makes a little more sense now. But again, I, I'm not in a rush to go. I mean, they're not even coming here, so it's no big deal. So the, hmm. the, tour, the tour is essentially makeup dates. So uh, the dates that they couldn't get to or had to be rescheduled, those are the dates. And instead of bringing uh, 21 Savage with him again, it's just he brought J. Cole. Because wow. it's not that many dates. I think it's like 10 or 11 or some shit like that. Like, it's not it's not a bunch of dates. You know what I'm saying? You know, 21 Savage can go ahead and take his break, man. I feel like we've had enough <laughs> of the everybody. Uh, I, I got a, a, go a question for you real quick. Uh, just – kind of like wrapping up this album a little bit. My one thing I don't get about all this is like, yeah, he got bullied into making this. He made it. The six tracks are heat. But like my biggest thing, I feel like he doesn't peer edit his albums. Like, you know, how we were used to be in class like, hey, have have one of your buddies peer edit your paper. And we just kind of looked it over real quick. Yeah. Add a comma and a period there. I feel like Drake doesn't have anybody do that, and he just releases these massive 22, 24-track albums. Then now we're talking shit about that album. He releases these six. Why couldn't these six have been on it? I don't get it. For all the dogs with these tracks sounds a little better than than what he gave us. I'm going to tell you why. Drew, if you was the best let's, – let's keep it on basketball. If you was the best player in the world, would you have anybody – who would you trust to critique your game? The greats, probably at that point. Yeah, but what if what if you don't have a great relationship with them? Mm, I was actually gonna say technically he did have somebody peer edit it, and the peer editor was Lil Yachty. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all agreed. We don't know why, right? It's that's, like that's, yeah. that's very it's fair. Man. But so is is that You're is right, that God. is yeah. that that? And also and also, there's no A and R's in hip hop anymore. Mm. So you don't really have nobody that you can. Like that's that's doing all the work for you, and you, the artist, just come in and just like, all right, let, this is what they told me to rap on. You know, what I'm saying you don't have that no more. Like Offset even said on his album, he used the A and R that album hmm. to give a different sound, to give him a different perspective. I don't think Drake doing that. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that, and also like I said, he's the best in the game. Like he's not gonna listen to nobody. Like he's he's at the point of arrogance to where he feels like he knows exactly what he's doing. So like and then like Yachty is only was only there because they had been hanging out for that time and period and it gives him a younger perspective like uh, he wasn't gonna ask nobody else to do that technically but he had I think he he tried to do so before with uh fuck was it Scorpion when he basically played the album for uh Kanye before they beefed out oh yeah so technically yeah. in a way Scorpion, he tried to do yeah. that. Uh, Kanye being on his level, but I mean, that kind of blew up. Yeah, Kanye, um, Kanye but is different. I do think, Drew, yeah. that's a great question, but it reminds me of when I watched the Johnny Football uh, 
documentary on Netflix, and Johnny Football's mm-hmm. parents were saying, I mean, he's hanging out with Drake, he's hanging out with LeBron. As mm-hmm. parents, what can we tell him that he'll listen to when he's literally hanging out with the most successful people in the world? Right. There's nothing they can tell him. Yeah. So, gotta let him fail. Gotta let him fail. Almost like in the sense, Drake <laughs> had to be bullied if that's what it took to get yeah. all bars on, you know, Scary Hours Three. I've just reached a point where I'm just grateful because I think we're getting to a point now where like we try to critique music so much where it's like we don't appreciate music as an art form. I don't like I said five days to make such a. a these songs were all hits. Not hits, I should say, but like no misses. Bops, yeah. Bops yes. Right. Um, I mean, I listened to a few other things too, but uh, uh, I have a few final notes here. Is this the first time he addressed Yeezy by name? I mean, one minute into the Scary Hours 3, and he na- literally name-dropped Yeezy. Like, it yeah. wasn't no, yeah. I wonder who he's talking about. Like, I can't remember him actually naming Kanye until you listen to uh, Red Button. So... Yeah. I just wondered about that. Um, shots fired at Jakashi 69. That was a hell of a bar. Uh, you're not Kobe Bryant to us. That man, there's just so many gems. And then lastly, James Harden catching a stray. Did not <laughs> see that coming. That that made me laugh. Nigga, right, right. <laughs> like, like that made me laugh, man. I, just, I like, bro. But see, that's like this is this has nothing to do with rap. See, that's why they gotta stop fucking the same girls, dog. This is this is exactly why, bro. Yep. You be getting into it with dudes over yep. like, like come on, man. Problem, I'll just ask my boys on Xbox. <laughs> uh, Brandon Ingram's baby yeah. mother is now having a baby with Anthony Simmons from the Portland Trailblazers. See, bro, like, and just on, I just reached a point where it's like you have all these women obviously throwing themselves at you. Why don't you just go back to your hometown or like find like a right? Home? It's gotta be a some some surgeon out there, oh like all of y'all just gotta mingle around the same women, like, the same women, dog. Like it just don't make sense. I don't I don't understand it. But hey, and then they be shooting up the club. Like anywho, uh, drop. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you really wanted to, and I also wanted—I didn't want to forget the line: "John Cena wouldn't know the emotions I wrestle with." That was yeah. My my goal was just dropping just gems on that album, but I wanted to ask you about Puffy. You know, we talk about. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, I'm glad that you asked me to make sure that we did talk about this. I actually wanted to mention Joe Budden because I I, I feel like once you're on a platform, it's kind of a certain responsibility that you have. But also, at the same time, it's easy to say that when we don't have any financial implications that could hurt us, right? It's easy to say, man, how are you going to not call out such and such? But, like, you know, I don't have an example of that. Like, there's nothing talking about whoever on our podcast right now it doesn't hurt us financially. So, for all the people out there that do say, you know what, they should have did X, Y, and Z. Like, it's easy to say that when you're not in their shoes. But I did feel a certain way not hearing them discuss that. They also didn't discuss Drake. Um, but I've never in my life seen a settlement within 24 hours. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I was looking forward because I know Diddy is your man's. Yeah, I, your thoughts. Your thoughts. Yeah, from take it away. <laughs> so for all, for all those that don't know, um, Cassie, Cassandra Ventura, a.k.a. Cassie, has sued um, Shine Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, um, for undisclosed amount, undisclosed amount um, because there's a there's a bill in New York 
state that was passed that where if you're an adult sexual assault victim, you're able to sue your um, uh, predator, um, even if it's past the like, statute of limitations. And so that ends on November 24th. So you're going to see a lot of people come out, feel like if they've been assaulted by a certain person, they're going to start suing them. Um, and hopefully those cases go through before the 24th. So Cassie was one of the first to drop. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it's been others. I don't, I don't know, but this was the first high profile case to come out. Um, and, uh, all of this is alleged because it's only, this is in the case and it's only from her point of view. And unless they are on trial, there's nothing we can specifically say for sure that's actually happened. So I want to preface by saying that, that all of this is alleged, but apparently, um, Puff Daddy was abusive. He was beating Cassie. Uh, he was forcing her into sex trafficking. Um, he was forcing her to have sex with male prostitutes and he would get off his pleasure for that. Um, he would, he did a bunch of stalking and emotional damage towards her when she was trying to leave the relationship. And finally, when she got out the relationship and she was dating other people, he would intimidate and try to um, scare those individuals as well. One of those individuals uh, allegedly allegedly was Kid Cudi and he blew up his car um, when he was dating Cassie. So all of these things happened, allegedly, according to Cassie. And um, once the case was made public, 24 hours later, they were settled. So like is there's no for me personally, there's no room in this world for any type of abuse towards a woman at all. So if all these things are true, anything that happens to Puff, he deserves everything. It's the same way I felt about R. Kelly and, and what he was going through, the same way we felt about George um Harvey Weinstein. Anybody that had has assaulted or did anything to a woman against their will you deserve to go to the bottom of hell so if puff daddy did do all these things whatever happens to him if it's other women that come out if the courts get into it the federal courts get into it whatever happens to him he deserve all that shit like there's i'm not about to cape for him for none of that shit i do think like to speak for joe button it's hard like i said to really the best thing you can do is just say you're against all that shit and like if you've witnessed that shit and like you should have stepped up and said something like that, but it's hard to say specifically what you can and can't do if it's only one part. The reason why it was settled so fast, cause I'm pretty sure Puff Daddy, uh, some of that said he probably did do and, and he didn't want to get out to the public because if you go to trial, the same shit like we seen with the Tory Lanez and Meg the Stallion case, everything is coming out good, bad, and different. Who anybody Maybe he like has some shit on Cassie that you would have to throw dirt back. And it's just not, I think you probably just not worth it because he's a billionaire and he could have threw some dirt back, but instead he chose to just pay the money. Like, and I think that's the best for, I hope Cass Cassie finds her peace. And I hope that her doing this like gives her some type of relief that her predator has been like, now it, it's some smut on him and like people see him in a different way and i hope she's she's happy with this you know like but yeah that's unfortunate that she had to go through that and it's like some really weird shit going on like so yeah, i just wanted to talk about that because i know everybody know like i love puff daddy and stuff like that but i don't fuck with shit like this like so yeah well, first i want to give you kudos because i feel like it's very hard to to hold your idols to a certain standard so for you to express, you know, what you did, 
I think that says a lot about your character. Um, also, like you said, there's no there's no room for you know shit. Like you said, allegedly, but whenever so I've never I've never seen anybody settle as quickly as Diddy did. You know, so all I can think about is the Fifty Cent meme when they say you know, hey, whatever they say he did, he did that shit. Um, he did that shit, right? <laughs> that's all I can think of. But you know. There was people out there questioning, you know, why she waited so long. I don't think, I don't think people truly understand. Like, put yourself in Cassie's shoes again. All this is alleged, but if most of this is true, and you are dealing with a billionaire, like, you have to, you have to, you have to really understand how powerful a billionaire can be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they do have the the ability to sometimes make people disappear. I mean, alleged blowing up cars like that's that's real shit. Like, like so to yeah. get the strength to you know do what she did. I I commend her for that. Um, you never want to see anybody in that situation. All I think about is you know my sisters. Like, and just imagine if they were put in that situation. You know, there's you just don't want anybody to experience stuff like that. So right. I was caught off guard, as I'm sure most people were by this situation but like you said it doesn't matter who it is like there there's no room for stuff like that so i i hope you know money's not gonna make all the pain that she she allegedly experienced go away but for her to stand up and do what she did i think it takes a lot and yeah no i i i that whole situation is just some of the stuff you read and it's like what like Mm-hmm. It's a video of actually Cassie and Diddy. They were at some event, and there's like a a pastor that like shakes Cassie's hand, and you like see Diddy react. Like he didn't yeah. do anything vicious, but like he like does this double look, almost like Cassie did something wrong, and then he pulls Cassie towards him, and it's like, dude, all this over a handshake. Like I can't even imagine. Like yeah. you hear some. I mean, I'm sure Diddy had eyes everywhere. Like. I just, yeah. I, I just couldn't imagine, man. So the amount of strength that she had to step up and to file that lawsuit, I think, took a lot. So anybody saying how long she waited X, Y, and Z, if you're not in the shoes, like, it's really hard to comment on that. But man, I, I, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's scary to think about. Like, imagine being Kid Cudi. Like, I, I, I made the comment like, no mat, no wonder he, you know, turned the drugs the way he did. If you literally survived allegedly a hit, like yeah, a fucking car was blowing up, dude. Like that's that that takes a lot to get over. So no man, I I I wish Cassie the best, but you gotta wonder shit. I mean, I'm sure there's other people that saw the lawsuit out there and was like, you know, well, if anything else, yeah, happened, I mean, have to wonder, but yeah, like I say, it's a lot of weird shit going on because Harv Pierre, who was the um. Co- um, Vice President of Bad Boy Entertainment just got hit with a lawsuit today sent by one of his assistants I see that. saying that uh, he was assaulted. She was assaulted by him and he used his power. And it's like, this shit is, is crazy. Like, I can't imagine doing that to someone. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can never under, I can never, and no one's shoes understand these dudes using their power to get women. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. Like, it's, yeah, I don't understand. 
You always hear, though, about, like, like the artists getting fucked over at Bad Boy. Obviously, a lot didn't read their contract carefully, but you never know if, I mean, that shit translated into, like, the artistry world, like, like behind closed doors. I'm sure there's a lot of stories that haven't come out, like, with Shine or, like, G-Dep and Loon back in the day or stuff like that. I'm sure they all have, you know, insight or seen some shit before. Uh you know, yeah. but just to just to shed a little laughter, I was dying when I saw the meme about Fonsworth Bentley, and it was just like I know he's got a story to tell. Hey, that's fast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was dying oh, when I saw yeah. that. I know Fonsworth and seen some shit for sure. Oh man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I I'm glad that you actually wanted to mm-hmm. discuss that, Gerard. I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how to pivot from that because it's just it's just such a. Yeah, got any quick heavy, hitters? Yeah. I got a lot of quick hitters. Drew. Well, there we go. Um, That's a good transition. Just one like thing that. I actually did have, but did you know? Did you guys know that Ross and Wayne didn't hear Jay Z's verse uh, on "God Did" until yeah. me? Oh, all wow. of us did. yeah. Hmm. Until everybody else, yeah. What do you guys think? That's 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 really uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. That's uh, ballsy. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know <laughs> if I could have if I could have just let it rock. I that yeah no wow that what a verse. The next one I have here is 13 years ago. Uh, Kanye actually dropped My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy uh, featuring Power, All the Lights, Runaway, Monster, and many more. Debuted at number one. Uh, sold 496,000 first week and is currently three times platinum. I know we kind of talk about that a lot, but any thoughts I want to touch on real quick? One of my favorite albums ever. Mm-hmm. I just posted something on Instagram on my stories and it said six albums to like understand me i should have put that on there <laughs> i should like i didn't think about that my uh yeah. my memory yeah. from what was it eight how long do you say it was 13 years 13 years my uh my memory on facebook today was on the way up north about to listen to kanye currency and lloyd banks and Nicki minaj in that order remember i was saying a few weeks ago God, there was a huge yeah, release yeah. that was all four in that day so yeah yeah that's that's what I got for did you know? So uh, <laughs> let's get into what we listen to and watch. I know we talked about Scary Hours three. Um, that you guys listen to Welcome to Col- Grove. You know I got the stand on that shit. Stay on my post. Two chains and Wayne like Ray and Ghost. I wish you all luck. Now let's make a toast. Snap, crackle, pop. Don't worry, it's lots to tell. The bezel on the watch costs more than the watch itself. I don't do TikTok like a roller, but watch yourself. You just like a pimple till I make you. Yes, I did. Okay. I did. Uh, Drew, you'll probably check it out, you know, before next week. Drew, what's your thoughts on it? I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I love the cinematic approach that they took for it. Like, I thought that was super cool. Um, I like I like how uh, Wayne and 2 Chains bounce off each other. I got, I got a couple of songs on there um, that I enjoyed. Oh, oh bro, you oh can't my God. <laughs> How to, how to my, change my it. Come my on, Wayne. No, no homo. That shit, hey, yo, that's crazy. That was crazy. Hey, that was crazy. My bad. My bad. Wow, that's crazy. That was weird. My bad. <laughs> but I got I got five five songs that I really liked off an of album. I like Big Diamonds with 21 Savage. I like Crazy Thick. I like Oprah and Gail with Benny the Butcher. Bro. I like Bars and I like Moonlight. So those those are the five songs that I fell in love with, but I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? I I had I I had a good time listening to it. So Crazy Thick is when the album changed for me. Um, it it felt so starting off. It felt a little lazy, 
And I didn't have like high expectations overall, but Crazy Thick came on. I thought that song was really good. Transparency, I thought was really good. Uh, I thought Wayne went crazy on Significant Other. Uh, PPA, yeah, I love hearing Fab. It reminded me of when Drew says he would love to hear a new project from somebody. I would love to hear. I some- did not like Fab's verse. You didn't like I his did verse. Not like Fab's verse. I, I, I know. I, I didn't mind his verse. I just felt like I want some new Fab, and it's been a really long time. You'd be disappointed oh, if you do. Everyone always is with his albums. Damn. Uh, maybe I need a mixtape then. Uh, you need a mixtape. <laughs> Oprah and Gail was fire. Benny was spitting. Uh, Benny was spitting. I put Shame on here, which I assume paid homage somehow to Wu-Tang, but I'm not sure yes. how. Drew Drew would love Shame. I think I think that, that it, they really – they um. I think RZA produced it. Hmm. So I think RZA produced it. I I didn't catch how because I'm not super familiar with all the nuances with Wu-Tang. But let me me double check. But I'm pretty sure RZA produced it. I have it listed by next week. Wayne even like alluded to the fact that they were paying homage to Wu-Tang. So I know they did somehow. Um, And then I put Wayne's flow on Can't Believe You was uh, Can't Believe You was awful. He did not need to rap. No. Havoc produced it. Havoc mm. produced it. So, speaking of but, Tunchi and Titty Boy having Havoc and Manny Fresh production on a cohesive yeah. album with narrated by Fifty yes. Cent, come on, man, fire, bro! Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, when I heard the narrator and I'm like, that sounds close to fi- is that Fifty? Did not expect that. <laughs> I I I love narrator Fifty Cent. Like it's another <laughs> another skill this guy has, and it just it never ceases to amaze me, man. This guy is just a talented dude. Um, yeah. But yeah, they that actually like when you look when you go through the credits and look at all the producers, they had some heavy hitters on this on this album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like they every every top producer that you like that's like real some real hitters they got on there. So like they got Street Runner on there. They got um, like he said DJ Toomp. They got um, Manny Fresh. They got Havoc. Like it's some real guys on there. Murder Beats was on there. Like no, I was yeah. It was it was solid. It was solid. I don't think it was bad by any means. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it was top ten by any means either. But no, it it's not top ten. I was happy with what I heard, and I was actually listening to it flying yeah. back from Atlanta to Detroit. So yeah, we gotta talk about that. Your little trip in a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a nice way to pass some time in the air. Uh, I got a chance to listen again to Scary Hours Three. So you know, pretty solid, pretty solid flight. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Also listen to Kanye West and Brandon. Brandon be thinking he's slick, dog. Huh? <laughs> I don't know if you heard, you saw how he slid out of that Drew, but mm-hmm. no, you know, yeah, <laughs> we'll get back to it later. Kanye West, and right? Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign featuring Lil Durk and Bum J Vultures. Have you guys heard that one? Have not. I didn't listen to that. No, I listened to it. Uh, Kanye actually, Kanye actually talks about sleeping with. Uh, uh, Scoot's, oh, what is his name? Scoot's wife? Yeah, y'all need to hear it. Because Kanye, for Kanye to do all of this about Drake allegedly sleeping with his wife, Scooter Braun, he talks about uh, sleeping with Scooter you, Braun. You, you lying, you lying. I swear on, on my mom's life, he literally talked about sleeping with Scooter Braun's wife. Jesus. This song. Um, so, now, yeah, y'all check it out, let me know what y'all think. Boy. Um, 
People so disrespectful. I, I, <laughs> bro, not only did he talk about sleeping with her, he talked about running. <laughs> he said, oh, my God. I just looked it up, Gerard. He says, how am I anti-Semitic? I just fucked a Jewish, Jewish bitch. I fucked Scooter Braun's bitch, and we ran up like the Olympics. Look. Got pregnant in a threesome, so whose baby is it? <laughs> I, I, I would not lie to you about <laughs> that is a bold move. Yikes. Um, yeah, y'all. Bro, you cannot. Y'all. They aren't together anymore, but they got divorced because she oh, was sleeping man. behind Scooter Braun's back. So, uh, Interesting. yeah, I, I can't say There's probably Kanye. some truth to that. Probably some truth to it. <laughs> exactly, Drew. Even if I'm Scooter Braun, I'm running the fade, dog. You're not about to know. Hey. Nah. You gotta see me, dog. We, we both got money, so it ain't shit. It ain't shit we can lose. Like, like what's no? Nah, that's wild. Uh, but yeah, try. You also mentioned want to discuss party. Uh, party put yeah. out a response to Mega Stallion. My notes, I put sheesh. Um, you know what I find funny? Just on a general note, nobody cares about what a guy has to say after a breakup. Like. <laughs> Nick, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Major Stallion like, got uh, a song talking about him cheating in their house. Everybody was dogging party. Nobody was nobody yes. was saying Meg. How could you put secrets out there like that? Party put out a diss yep. track, and now it's party move on. Like why are you? <laughs> yes. That out? It's yep. like wait yep. a minute. Like like like. Yep. Major Stallion put out a whole like layout for her song, and you know it, it was healing for her. I. Nobody, nobody knocked it. Party doesn't. No, nah, what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say was, now, I personally wouldn't have done it, cause like you said, B, nobody gives a fuck about the male's point of point of nobody view. Tried. You have a breakup, niggas don't ask the dude how are you doing. No, no it's all about the girl. She could be the biggest victim in the world. Yeah. Like, like, what did you do to her? It's like, my, what? Like, so I wouldn't have did it, cause nobody cares. Like, you're you're just gonna say say your piece, and they're gonna be like, get over it. You like, you should have hurt. Uh, understood her point of view first so i don't think it's corny that he did it it's just not something i would have done because you're not gonna get the response you're looking for you know what i'm saying like you might you might put your part point of view out there and people can weave around and see what the truth is but nobody truly cares about your point of view so that's why i wouldn't have did it so to me it's not corny it's not corny like because you like don't don't if we if we break up and you going through whatever you're going through and I keep it and I keep it a buck and I hold you down. Don't say shit that happened in our relationship. We just go our separate ways. Don't you try to take one piece of what happened in our relationship, sneak it in a song and then put around it all the, all the shit you're going through. Oh, mental health issues. I'm depressed. Like, you know, this, that, and the other, but you, but you, you find a way to sneak in there that I, I fucked another bitch or whatever. But you don't say none of the shit no. that you did. Don't do that, cause now, cause now I'm taking it to hell. No. Like no, like now I'm gonna tell everything. Since you only told a piece of the story, now I'm telling all the shit, and I don't give a fuck how you feel. Like don't do that. Well, like, I love cause it. like I loved it. I don't think party yeah, was, like no, I don't think party was petty. I think Meg spoke what her, no. her truths were, and people forget yeah. that party actually is a rapper, so he spoke his truths. He talked about yeah. Meg getting surgery and now claiming to be in the gym. I was like, damn, that's. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like, don't like, don't play don't play with me. Like, yeah. Like, me so, the dudes and you knew you was fucking them. Like, come on, right? Like, you can't talk yeah. about me being laid up in the crib and you ain't gonna put your dirt out there. So, cause, bro, like, especially like, and I felt them on that too. Like in the song, it's like if I ask you, hey, 
Is there anything I need to know? Because I'd be damned if I walk in a room and these niggas look at me crazy because you just fucked them two days yep. ago. Please let me know what I'm walking into. Yep. Like, I, we will deal with our shit later. Let me know because I am defending you. And you lie about it? Bro, come on, dog. Yep. Like, come on, man. Oh. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. And I don't care how the girls feel about this when they listen <laughs> to it, dog. Like, I've been arguing with girls all... Kier and my sister Morgan, we've been arguing back and forth about this because they obviously they team Meg. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, we're gonna have to look at both sides of this. We're not just about to do this. Nah, like, nah, Meg, Meg, no. you gotta be honest. No, you gotta, yeah. I would like to apologize for uh, no longer keeping up with your lies or supporting your habits. <laughs> until have yeah. God, I treated you like a queen. Whole time I'm a clown in your circus. I tried to pull you mm. up out the mud. Here you are trying to drown me. On purpose, nah. Mm. Shout out to Martin, yeah. man. He 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 spilled some real shit. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Um, but no, I just find it funny the the reactions of how nobody had a problem with what Meg was saying. Uh, she actually made a second version of it, which is like a rock theme song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody slandered it still. Party put out his truth. No. It's like, oh, he's corny. How could you do that to me? Yeah. Party? And then but they they mad at how late parties came out because like Meg did hers and people was like, Party, you 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 a dick you a dick. That's why you shouldn't be messing with nobody that make less money than you. So they calling him all type of broke boys and stuff like yeah. this. And then he like, bro, I didn't even fuck her in your house. Like, you had a private investigator follow me. Like, so it's like, what are you talking about? Like, see, nah, nope. That's fucked up. So, so shout out to Party for telling his truth. Like I said, I wouldn't have done it because it's not going to go anywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as I... As far as I'm concerned, I don't never talk about my exes. Like when we break up, like good riddance. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, I would, yeah, like you don't exist, honestly. <laughs> like so, like I just would have never did it. But I feel him. He's speaking for the behalf of us who really wanted to say something <laughs> back. <laughs> like, like, I, I, commend, I commend him because. <laughs> you know, it's not fun when the rabbit gets the gun. So I'll just leave it. Yeah, right, right. Mm. B, right, right. Mm. <laughs> That's some wisdom, B. Like, next thing, Drew. Next thing I listened to was Majid Jordan. They put out an album, Good People and After Hours. I meant to listen to that. Uh, I didn't finish it, yeah. but so far, man, it's truly a throwback. Uh, heavy Sade vibes. I, it's some really nice songs on there. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it. But no, that was a really solid album that I was... Checking out, I just look forward to being able to finish it. But as far as listening, that's what I listened to this week. Was there anything else you guys checked out musically? Drew, what you listened to? I caught up uh, from last time because there's so much that came out last week, too. But I finally listened to Larry June and Cardo, The Night Shift, and it is incredible. I'm sliding through the point, so I'm gripping on his G. Saw a black 650, it was Steve. I said, what's happening with my nigga? You can call me if you need me. I got a little light-skinned bitch from the rich. I told her off the rip, love, I'm not. Damn. Still, it is. Man, Drew, <laughs> I, I was waiting, B. Drew, way to do your homework. Because Gerard <laughs> told me he was going to do it. Didn't do it. I know. Hey, Gerard, oh, you know man. what? And I agree with B when he said this. You should you should play it for your first time in the whip. It's a very, very okay. good album to play in the car. Gerard, yeah, boy, B. Catch up. 
If you put this together, you already know. You, you already know how to get it down right here, boy. Man, damn. I should have. When, when, when we was over B House and he said that, I should have just added it on my right, shit right, right then, then and there. Right then and there. Yep. Like, right then and there. And I, I to, that totally slipped my shit. I want to shout out to B uh, Dejalo on this album because we were talking about her last time. She sounded amazing on this Pretty album. Pretty Tony Drew. Pretty yeah. Tony. Uh, uh, Schoolboy Q had a great verse. Uh, the Great Escape's a great track. Kind of going back to the album with Alchemist earlier this year. They link up again with Alchemist on this one. Uh, what else? I like Uncle here? Snoop. The 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 GRGP track with Too Short and Peasy's fire. The track with Made Away with Payroll Giovanni's fire. It's a really really good. I album. told you he showed love to the D. <laughs> and you don't want to check it out. <laughs> right from the beginning, B. Right from the intro, clocked in. It sounds like a Detroit vibe. I can't explain it, but it just sounds like it's starting like in Pontiac, driving to Woodward, going down to Detroit. Like play the whole album straight through. It's a great vibe. It's the uh, perfect yeah. mix of Cali and the D, Paul. It is. It really is. Um, so I listened to that. Highly recommend it. Uh, I listened to a lot of non-hip-hop this week. So AJR is a – they're three brothers. I went to the concert last year, and I said on the pod it was one of the worst concerts I've ever been to, and I didn't enjoy myself. Ooh. But they their new album came out, and Bones and Andre listened to it, and before I heard it, they were dogging it. I heard it. I was like, damn. I actually really like this album. I said, I'm, I'm not going to go see them in concert again, but I'm really... It's something about some artists sound better in studio than they do in concert, and that's fine. I'll take it just listening to them like with, with albums that they make, but I enjoyed that. And then out of nowhere, Mariah went to see Kesha a week or two ago, and they Ooh. left. Where she see her at? At Masonic Temple. They went, yeah, she was there, and they said they had to stand forever to get in. They were standing the whole, like, through the opener, and they were standing all through Kesha, mm-hmm. and their feet were just tired, so they left early. And um, I went to the record store the other day, and I saw her album in the hip-hop section, and I asked Mariah, I'm like, did she make a rap album? She was like, I wouldn't say it's rap. I wouldn't say it's pop. I w- it's, it's different, though. And I listened to it, and it's a really, really sync or – uh, synth heavy album gerard it's really nice i it surprised the living hell out of me but for a female I'm artist just, you know shout out to kesha yeah yeah shout out to kesha because i'm just glad she's making music again making after, music you know, that she, she wants with Doc- yeah yeah you know after she went through what she went through with dr luke so you know i'm just True. i'm happy she's doing something you know like so it's um it whatever she's really making, good she's, too yeah yeah so, that, yeah, that's what I listened to. But honestly, I was very impressed when I heard it. That was the most surprising album and the best album that I heard uh, this past week was Kesha's album. So I will listen yeah, again okay. to it. So. <laughs> and I might buy it in the hip-hop section for Mariah now. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. You so we can get into what have, what have we watched. You know, we, we talk about P. Diddy. So yeah. I saw a clip of Kesha, and she's got that line, like, woke up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Yeah, but she like purposely left out the part about P Diddy after uh, what came out. I was like, it's interesting. So it's like it's like J Cole leaving out Will and Jada these days. Yeah, <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I actually I heard uh, Jada's book is incredible. That's what I've heard too. Heard it was a really oh. good book. Yeah, and I heard that you know the stuff about Will and stuff like that was kind of sensationalized, and her story is much 
deeper than that and i think a lot of people relate to like you know the the message of like wanting to be like whole you know what i'm saying wanting to be like seen and stuff like that so i think that i think you know worthy is the name of the book so it's about self-worth that's what the book is about so yeah i heard it was a great book though i feel really bad and they for said Will, like man. if you read yeah if you read will's book and you will yeah you read jada's book then you will understand why the both of them are like this mm. will's book i can so. attest was incredible like yeah yeah it was really good i listened to audiobook um some of the stuff will talk about like you when I when I listen, technically I listened to the book because it was an audiobook, like I said. But like, when you learn about the type of childhood that he had, you understand yeah. why you know he felt so strongly about defending Jada. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You you understand a lot about him. Um, yeah, it's incredible, honestly. Actually, you see some posts about Will Smith. People forget, man. Like, obviously, he's a great actor, but like. Will is a very big part of hip hop. Whether you think he's corny, yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, like oh, you can think what you want about him, but like for a long time, nah. Will just he didn't want to participate in a few of these events. Like he doesn't really do big concerts and stuff. But he he joined um, with LL Cool J and a lot yeah. of people and put on a show and literally said it's the most fun he's had in years. Like mm. I just wish there was a way a new we Will could album. Get, That'd be kind of nice. <laughs> I just wish we can kind of give, obviously not us, because we can't do anything other than what we're doing. But like, you know, you see all these awards given out in hip hop and stuff. Like, Will deserves a lot more credit than he gets. But yeah, you know, I'm sure he's not complaining about it. But like, no, like, you know, Will That's is. That's why a big I feel bad, man. Now. I feel like the last two years he just had to defend his name, like from everything in media. Like his yeah. name's just been smeared and getting dragged, and he hasn't really but done you, anything that's crazy. Also, you know, that's also Jada. And, you know, I listened to a, a reference club interview. That's also Will's fault. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like in Will's book, B can attest to it. Will tried hard to build this like image of perfection. Yep. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like because he felt like that's what he had to do, especially like in black Hollywood. Like, you know, you can be imperfect in white Hollywood. You cannot be imperfect in black Hollywood. You'll never reach there's a glass ceiling. You'll never re- go past that if you're imperfect in black Hollywood. So he felt like he had to create perfection and he always tried to keep up that image. He wouldn't be going through all this shit the last two years had he not put it in front of us that that, that they are this perfect couple. He is this perfect guy. You know what I'm saying? If he like, there's complexities. Like no human is perfect and we all know that, but we look at Will like that's as close as perfect as we can get. Yeah, like, so like yeah. when this shit when this shit happens, you know what I'm saying? You see chinks in his armor. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, Will and Jada aren't you know relationship goals, or Will does have a temper. You know what I'm right. saying? Like no one knows this. Like but people knew that. People knew this about Will already. Will is not a sucker. Like so, I I, I would not attempt to walk up on a six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pound man like you. Like, like one, like I wouldn't do. It. When when Will, not to put emphasis on a slap, but like people talk about yeah. how much bigger Will Smith is than Chris Rock. Which again, uh, if you've watched the movie Ali, like yeah, Will trained really hard for that, but Will yeah. has been involved with. Very notorious people throughout Philly. Yeah, that 
and that's that's what I was. I wasn't trying to go there. I wasn't trying to go right, there. But there. yes, <laughs> don't do it. Don't write. I wouldn't do that if I were like, like, like think, just yeah, very powerful people. And we'll yeah, will I'll just leave. It. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> will it it's some stuff that people don't know. But Will got into it with some people, and Will was the victor. So I just would, I just yeah, wouldn't like, like so. It goes back to <laughs> funny story, draw. I wanted to give you some love again, and if you haven't yet, go back and listen to. We have an uh, episode where we discuss MC Hammer and how he's kind of considered. You know, he's notorious for uh, his spending habits, as well as some people consider him yeah. a one-hit wonder. But we we debunk those. But in addition yeah. to that. Um, I was just going down this wormhole and the wormhole was of basically like he might have caught jokes and, and XYZ, but there's a clip of uh, Andre 3000 and Big Boy basically saying mm-hmm. like, look, you can make all the jokes. I remember you, want. That. Yeah. you ain't going to whoop. You ain't going to walk yeah. up on him because he's going to whoop your ass. Basically <laughs> like, oh, or but he hear that shit. Hammer will hear that shit. Soon as you step foot in Oakland, oh, they going to see you about it. Yep. And you like, I bet you I bet you apologize. Like, <laughs> MC Hammer has a lot of family. His family was notorious <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um there were certain mama jokes or mama comments made, whether it be mm-hmm. Method Man, whether it be Ice Cube. And like you mm-hmm. say, MC Hammer didn't have a problem finding nobody and let them know exactly how he feel and it'd be no issue. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. to show you how big of a thug he really was. He definitely was signed with Death Row, but never had any yeah. issues with Suge. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, even Snoop, who is non-confrontational, somebody in some way got played <laughs> by, by, by Suge Knight, MC Hammer ain't had no problems, and he can't relate. So, nah. again. It's Hammer Go, Hammer, MC Hammer, yo, Hammer, and the rest can't go in play. Can't touch it. Nope. You know, nope. be careful who you assume ain't about what life, because that cannot be the case. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I I probably will have to check out Jada's... Um, book because will's will's book was outstanding so um and i've always liked jada like you said drew i think you said it a few minutes ago how you may feel bad for jada um for will i said yeah will yeah i feel bad for jada sometimes because like nobody wants to be like a villain the way she is in the world right now some of it may be her fault but i've always had a crush on jada i remember watching uh low down dirty shame short haired jada man man Man, Hold I, on, Dirty Shame is peak Jada, man. My oh, God. man. Yes. I had to send you a picture later. <laughs> man, I, I just... But no. Nah, she she's goes yeah. through a lot. Like, nobody is... Yeah. Listening to, to your point, uh, Dry, you made me go listen to the Andre 3000 uh, GQ interview. And yeah. it just talks about nobody is designed to be fucking famous. Like, yes, people make it seem more normal than it is. But, like, to get so much in atten- attention... It's not normal, so I just feel bad for like you. You hear Andre Three Thousand talking about some of his counterparts can't go to a fucking grocery store, like can't do some of these normal things that he's able to do. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Jada's been put in a very bad light. Some of it is her fault, but you know, like Gerard always. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I after listening to her interview, I I have more empathy for Jada too. I just feel like. You know, and this is part of her healing process. I just feel like she, you know, sometimes people overshare. Yeah. And you get more attention than you're at. you realize you were going to get. And I think that's what Jada's was. Because a lot of stuff we learned from her was stuff that we didn't ask for. 
Like, so, I, but that's, like I said, I found out that's a part of her journey, and that's what she needs to do to heal. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so, I, I have more empathy, to her, empathy for, with her for that. It's just like, hey, sometimes when people are going through their journey, you just got to let them go through it, and... Just love them from afar. Yeah, yeah love them. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because I'd be like, I, if, if Jada was my friend, if Jada was my friend, like, hey, shut up. You know? <laughs> like, But yeah, no. Uh, kind of got off the rails there, but yeah. Uh, I think that's all that we've listened to. So y'all want to pivot to what we, what we watch? Drew, I kind of teased it earlier in the week. I watched this, and we've talked about wrestling a little bit. I watched this, this match in particular because I heard somebody discuss it in an interview. Um, and there's a match where a certain wrestler returned, and it was probably the loudest pop I've ever, wow. I've probably ever seen anybody returning. Um, I actually got goosebumps. Like I'm not the even Rock kidding. and Cena. No, actually. No. Um, Whoa. No. Not too far off, I guess, but I mean, if you want to keep guessing, for sure. Was it was it our era that we that we watched? Yeah. It was our era. Um, when was the match? Definitely popular. Oh uh, fuck, that I don't have, but I can find it real quick. Yeah. Um, My I mean, own. he's arguably probably a top five wrestler in our time, so that helps, and he's still involved with the business. Triple H. <laughs> Yes, sir. Against? Got a guess? Against. You said he returned. When did when did so he more return? So, Was, so more, more so think about what he returned from versus who he faced. After his big injury, like his first big injury, yeah, when he tore, yes. his, he tore his quad or something, he didn't tore he? His, he tore his quad, I believe. Yeah. This was and he faced – was it when he faced Randy Orton or no? No. I can't remember I actually, who he faced. I actually need to look up who he – I wrote down where it was. I remember watching because he came back as the game technically when after that, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, who did he face? Dude, I wrote down where. Do you remember what venue was at? I don't. So the venue was Madison Square Garden. Oh shit! And obviously, we all know Madison Square Garden is the mecca. But he comes out. This is the first time he's been involved in wrestling because it had been eight months, which yeah. on one hand is obviously a long time, but. It, also, to completely tear your quad and come yeah. back in eight fucking months, dude. He so, was a super heel when he left too, and he came back and he was like immediately a good guy. Dude, comes out to time to play the game, and yep. the whole crowd goes crazy. Like again, this is Madison fucking Square Garden. Dog, he comes out when he spits his what? Like the pop was incredible. So he didn't technically have a match. That's why I don't remember. Uh, so it wasn't a match. He comes out. He talks to the audience. And he gets interrupted by Kurt Angle, dude. <laughs> so, so, so when he comes out, the game is in, like, he's got, like, his vintage, like, blue jean jacket look with, like, mm. a vest on. So he looks, like, heavy, right? Midway until into him whooping Kurt Angle's ass, he takes off everything. And it's just, just bare chest, dude. Look, I don't want to accuse anybody of using steroids. <laughs> but the way Triple H was so jacked, and again, to come back from eight months, dude. Just working on all upper body, probably, during that quad tear. Goosebumps. Like, this match was incredible to watch, if it you can even call it a match. But, no, when you get a chance, you check out Andrade. Check out Triple H's return and Madison Square Garden. 
and just watch it with your volume up and see if you get goosebumps because that shit was hype. Like, Damn. I can't even imagine having so many people cheering for me and the adrenaline mm-hmm. rush like that has to give you. Dude, that, that was just cra- incredible. And speaking of Kurt Angle, I also watched him beating Booker T in front of his hometown, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, I think he had to belt for like a week, but yeah. dude, you got to give Kurt Angle credit. Like, dude was actually like, mm-hmm. he may be in a dork, like, funny, if that makes any <laughs> sense at all. Because like, he could actually wrestle. That's why he was He could actually wrestle, but, like, he was this corny-ass dude. But, like, there were certain moments where he also was cool. Like, Perk yeah. Angle was the truth. Like, I don't think Perk Angle get enough credit. Like, when he said, bro, so I've watched a few of his matches, and that was a really good one. Um, but... Those are the biggest things that I watch. And I did start watching the TV show called Blue Eyes Samurai on Netflix. It's actually an hmm. anime. The animation looks very similar to that Kid Cudi movie you guys remember got released? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you like that kind of drawing and you're into samurai slash action, I'm a sucker for animes when it comes to, like, uh, sword fighting falls. So, you know, if you're into that type of stuff, Drive. Whoa. That's crazy. Drive. That's crazy. What you said earlier. Don't you dare. That was, you dare. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Crossing streams. Oh, yeah. If you're in anime action fighting, God, grow up, guys. I highly recommend y'all checking that out. Okay. Okay. What do y'all yeah, but all, I've been, all we've been watching is suits. I just can't get enough of it. That's all I'll say. Hmm. You know how mad I was when you texted me the other day? I'm like, this pure joy of watching this show. Yeah. I haven't felt in so long. I, might I love that with the show. I love, I love watching a show for the first time, especially when you're hooked on. It's just, you can't get enough of it. Like, and you got enough we'll come season. home and we'll like, yeah, let's just go get dinner and watch Suits, like watch five episodes in a row or something. So much fun. So, Drew, have you ran into a situation where you want to keep watching and either Mariah's asleep or she's not back yet from somewhere? Oh, yeah. She falls asleep all the time at stuff, and I just I can't do it without her. You gotta catch her oh, up. Nah, I can't do it without her. She's a softie. I got other shit I can watch in the meantime. Shit, nah, she doesn't hey, watch. Drawn, so. I, hey, Drawn. Hey, baby. Hey, B. This what you missed last night. No, no you know what it right, is. Right. Yeah. The minute nah, I the minute I hear her start I, snoring, I'll catch you up. The minute she starts snoring, all you hear is that little. And the PS5 just comes out. <laughs> I guess it's time to go to bed, huh? Oh, you fucking. <laughs> Damn, Drew. <laughs> Damn, oh, Drew. man. Oh, man. But I, I've been watching, uh, so Barry Sanders got a documentary out on Amazon yeah. Prime called Run, Barry, Run. No, Bye, Bye, Barry. Incredible. Especially, yeah, Bye, Bye, Barry. That's what I meant. <laughs> My bad. Um, you say Run, Barry? <laughs> uh, yeah, because they, they said it in the, they said it in the doc, so I, I mix it go. up. There you go, Bye, Bye. <laughs> Catch up, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, if you're a Lions fan, Please watch that. You will get upset. Mm. <laughs> like, Yo, I heard they uh, I heard they trashed Scotty Mitchell on it a lot, or they they dog him a lot on it. Look, that's my I boy. Wouldn't, I wouldn't say Scotty dog Mitchell him. said I fuck say everybody, dog including Eminem. Yep. I, nah, I, I was like, because like, like <laughs> no, I wouldn't say dog him. I just felt like because he got a big contract or not, something. Yeah, they they were mad at how they dispersed the funds for the Lions mm-hmm. and like how Barry Sanders deserved more support and they decided to pay Scott Mitchell instead of like 
Benny Blaze yeah. or Brett Perryman or you know like or um, Lomas oh, Brown. Damn, I forgot the. Yes, yeah. Lomas Brown. Uh, what's his name? Spielman. The, the other lineman. No, the other line. Spielman too, but the other line. It was basically everybody who was in the '91 game yeah. that they should have kept. They didn't pay them Jesus. when it was time to pay them. Like so, yeah. And like that's that's what they were saying. Like you decided decided to give your money to Scott Mitchell, and it's like, right. bro, come A on, glorified dog. backup, like, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like why would you? And I and you know Scott Mitchell, come on, dog. You know you know who you were. You know what type <laughs> of player you were. Like stop it. Yeah. So I watched that. It's also a documentary. I think it's on Netflix. It's about this, uh, basically a cult called Twin Flames. Yo, something. we watched that. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot about that. Bro, that yeah. shit was crazy. Wild as fuck. That shit was crazy. It's definitely bro. a cult. Like you can, you definitely call it a cult. Yes. Uh, actually, it took so, place in know, Michigan too. Yes, the dudes is from uh, Farmington Hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like say <laughs> no more, fam. <laughs> I forget. So yeah, it was basically about this um this couple. They were soliciting like basically single women who were looking for their like twin flame or basically like the person that you're not supposed to live without. Mm-hmm. And so they would teach them like how you're supposed to attract your twin flame and you're supposed to go after them because basically you're so magnetic you're not supposed to live without them and using their money and taking them and like putting them with people who you're not supposed to be with and forcing them into relationships and stuff like that. And teaching other couples to do the same thing. Like, and then it got so crazy to at the end, not only were they telling them to force relationship with people who they weren't supposed to be with, that was technically their twin flame. They was telling one of them that they had to like basically become transgender and be like the, like Matt. Yes. They, they say, yeah, or it's wild. Or become a lesbian so, or become gay yeah, or... But yeah. no, not even that. They would say, like, you're, uh, like, even if you are a lesbian couple, one of you have to be masculine and one ha- right. have to be feminine. And if you're going to be masculine or if you're going to be feminine, you have to take that form in physical shape. Mm-hmm. And now take that as you will. And people were doing people it. People were buying into this, B. And, and they were buying into it. pretty much their whole salary giving into it, it too. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what was like? Yes, the, bro. What was like the? This was all to find like your significant other, your your perfect soulmate, pretty much. Your your yeah. perfect, yeah. And then do like it, it it grew into not only are they like some kind of like life coaches. First, it started out like oh that we're life coaches and we we want you to help you meet your person. Right. To this dude like saying he's God. I am a God. Like. And that yeah. you won't like your karma is gonna come after you if you don't listen to things that he say and if you don't work hard to try to find your twin flame. Like it's this guy some was bugged a dweeb out shit, too. bro. <laughs> yeah. And it was one man convincing all people Him and his wife. A man a man and his wife. And then he would like have other couples to become coaches. So like you'll kinda like he'll have them coach you to do what he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, no physical, like, it was no physical abuse at all, just mental and emotional abuse. So, like, if you didn't do what they said, like, they would, like, chastise you in front of everybody and call you stupid and, like, cut you off of communications and stuff like that. And then, like, you'll have to, like, do like do things to get back in their good graces. Mm-hmm. Like, to emotionally, like, distress. Like, emotional distress. Like, so... And then some people just start figuring out, like, yo, this shit is stupid. <laughs> like, I don't understand, like, w- what we were trying to. I never find my twin flame. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I'm leaving. Like, but it was other people who, like, kept going. Yeah. Kept following through. Like, they they will find somebody like a stranger and say it's their twin flame or whatever and force the relationship. Like, even if, like, one it's not felon. working at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah one, guy one, one dude was a felon and a schizophrenic mm-hmm. beating his wife. And he was like, and the dude would tell the wife, like, it's something that you're doing wrong. It doesn't make him feel like he's man enough. So you you should stop telling him what to do and just listen. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So I was watching that. Yep. Uh, and we're also watching this show on Apple TV Plus called The Morning Show. So it's basically, have y'all ever watched Succession? That's with Reese Witherspoon, right? That one. Yes, yeah. The Morning yeah, Show. Yeah. Yep. You say it's Succession? So it's yeah, if you've ever watched the session, basically, instead of like, uh, it's basically like succession. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you. I've started yeah. succession. Just couldn't get into it. I couldn't either, B. I tried. That's the one, that's the one with man. the rich father where his, his, his kids. Yeah, bro. You, succession is fire, bro. Like, I just, yeah. I think I gave it a good four or five episodes, maybe. Just, uh, I'm right with you. Yeah, Drew. Just, just I hear it. great things, though. I, everybody I loves too. it. I yeah, I, I love Succession. I loved it. Yeah. Sorry to shit on your parade, Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but that's all I've been watching yeah. so far. I'm trying to. It's a. It's another documentary. I mean, a movie out called um, Rustin about Bayard Rustin, who is the founder of the Civil Rights Movement. I'm waiting on Kiera, but she holding me up. I'm gonna have to watch it without her. Yeah. Yeah. But. Drew, you watch anything other than Suits? No, that's that's been having all my time. Well, I think we should discuss that Chargers game and then uh, and then last week's game as uh, well. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about. Do you want to do you want to go through that drive where I said maybe we should just get out of here and kick a field goal? Fuck them threes, <laughs> Drew. Man, I love me some Dan Campbell, Motor City Dan Campbell. That I we're definitely gonna whoop Green Bay's ass tomorrow. Um, oh man. What's funny about last week, as mad as I was getting against the Bears, you just kept feeling like at some gonna point, break. Yep. some point, it's going to have to be some type of luck for us, some type of play, some type of realization. Like, guys, listen, here. I was at the game. Yeah, yeah I yeah. did not feel that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, so. I just kept feeling it. Like, I, I can't explain it. Like, they were pissing me off, but it's like everything that could go wrong did. And at some point, yes. like, like things was gonna have to like straighten out. Like, also huge play that people don't talk about enough. The Bears had the easiest pick six you'll ever see, and thankfully mm-hmm. they fucking dropped it. That was dropped that bitch. Oh my been god! Yes. Before. Uh, golf stare, Amon Ra, St. Brown down the entire way from when he motioned out until he ran his route. Never moved his eyes on any of that. So. Man, shout out to the Bears. Thank you for that clip of the uh my, or the St. Brown brothers. Yeah. Mom Rob's brother is a hater. I just want to put that <laughs> out there. Um, Bro. Like so I was at the game. I took here and um her sister Morgan. And what was her sister? <laughs> a princess. Um I traded my tickets because um I'm not gonna be able to go Thanksgiving. So I traded my tickets and, and brought here and Morgan. I was so confident the whole day. I'm thought I'm like we about to whoop the bears ass like this is gonna be light work and so I get there and 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 you know showing them around the arena and stuff like that and then um we sit in our seats and stuff like that 
I sit next to this dude, and it's his 21st birthday. So, like, you know, okay. kicking it with cuz. Um, and, you know, just we talking about it. And he was like, yeah, I never get to go to a Lions game on my actual birthday. So, this is cool. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, get good vibes. We out here. Get you yourself situated, young Immedi- man. <laughs> Immedi- right. Immediately to my, like, my right, there's a section, like a back section full of Bears oh, fans. Oh, boy. And then it's like a couple sprinkled in front of me, but it's always like fans sprinkled around yeah. me because I'm in my um seats are in the end zone. So like you know it's what? it's sprinkled around, and, but on on this section it's like a bunch of Bears fans, like ten rows <laughs> deep, like Bears fans. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I ain't see, I ain't never seen this many fans like come to a, like a Lions game, but this is a division, so it's like all right, whatever. So first drive, Bears march up the field, score. I'm like. They loud as fuck. Mm. Like, they they going crazy. I'm like, it's whatever. We about to score. So, like, it, it don't even matter. So, we didn't score in the first quarter. <laughs> so, it was 7-0, like, at the end of the first quarter. So, they still talking. I'm like, bro, it's the first quarter. It's nothing. Whatever. Dog next to me is kind of like lightweight getting drunk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, he get like So, and as the game keeps going on, Jared Goff, though, one pick. Two pick, God. three pick. We still had, we still had the lead 14, 10 and a half, but I didn't feel good about that lead. Like, no, yo, what the fuck is going on? And like, I'm sitting there as the game is going on, even after halftime. I got my wife and my sister in law with me, and I'm like, bro, y'all niggas embarrassing me. Like, I need, y- <laughs> like, I need y'all to step y'all shit up. Yo, I told y'all, I told them y'all were a good team. Y'all don't look like a good team. Like, you know, like, so I need y'all to like step it up or whatever. Like, side out of whole. So I would say, I would say for Kier, Morgan is like the the casual. So she's just asking like, what's going on? But Kier watches the games with me, so she understands like what's going on, and she like. My baby was trying to console me, like, it's okay. They're going to come back later. And in my mind, I'm like, no, the fuck they ain't. (laughs) I'm like, like, I don't know. This don't don't feel like a comeback later. This feel like an L. Ross lady consoling him while the Lions is fucking up. (laughs) Drew's lady lady is trying to his computer charger, man. I just, y'all got some good women, man. Y'all got some good women. Man. So the Lions get down, like, when they get down big, you know what I'm saying, like, Bears fans on the side of me saying a whoop, there it is. Oh, God. You know, you got Lions fans leaving because they down, what, 13 or some shit, yeah. like, with four minutes left. So they're like, let me beat the traffic, you know what I'm saying, and more on that later. So they get up out of there. I'm like, man, I ain't about to I ain't about to walk past them right now. Like, so I, like, so I sat right there for a minute, and it's the drive where uh, Jerry Goff, I'm, I know I talk here, I'm like, listen, if they don't get a first down this drive, we can leave. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. So they march down the field and get that touchdown with Jamo. I'm like, and Kira and Morgan is hype. Like, look, look, they coming back. I'm like, oh man, we'll see. <laughs> like, 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 so like then that's when they get the stop. They get the ball back. You know what I'm saying? And they march up the field. Demo get his touchdown. And like everybody going crazy. And it's it's a it was a couple in front of us. That was a Bears fan. They took a picture when the score was what? Oh man. 26, 13 or some shit like that. Like, yeah, they took a picture like at the score, like they was good. And then everybody, all the Lions fans that was back there that heard the Bears fans singing, Whoop, there it is. Like they started yeah. singing Whoop, there it is back to them. And like them Bears fans was They should have like, played the Sada baby upset. version. And like <laughs> like <laughs> So like 
Yeah, so they was they were saying that those Bears fans was like, like when the Bears got the ball back and after like the Lions got the lead, and then when he ended up fumbling and getting the safety, they filed out of there. Mm-hmm. All of them left. Lions fans is going crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So b- that being said, so all them Lions fans that actually got home to beat the traffic. That was good for them because it took me like two hours to get home. So, Damn. Like, yeah. Two hours? Like, bro. Yes, bro. Because I didn't drive. People leaving early? Yes, bro. Everybody was still downtown. I didn't drive. Usually for the games, I take an Uber there. You know what I'm saying? An Uber back. So, when we got down, what we, when we was asking for our Uber, it was so many people oh, downtown. Yeah. Because the Lions won, the Ubers would, like, keep canceling on us. So, we end up going shopping at the um, – we went downtown off of Woodward. And if you ain't been off of Woodward in a while, it kind of looked like – they're building it to look kind of like uh, the Magnificent Mile in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, like, we went shopping for a little bit, like, hoping, like, to get us some time, you know what I'm saying, so that everybody can leave. It still took us a minute to get an Uber. Like, and I stayed 10 minutes away from the stadium. So, like – like, like, like man, I would have if I, if we had a walked, we would have made it home before the damn Uber <laughs> came down there. Like so, but no, nah, it was a great time. Like that was I ain't never been a, um to a football game with a comeback like man. that. Like especially like every time the Lions had the ball when we were making a drive, Jared Goff threw a pick. Yeah, like literally every time. Or so that like Craig Reynolds, we went down. That was bad too. Yeah. Or every time we no, did that was re- every time we did get a stop on third down, they called defense. They oh, throw a flag. They got yeah. bailed out so many times on that. Yep. Yeah. Like three different times. So. But yeah, a so. W is a W. Honestly. And like Dan yeah. Campbell said, don't Woo! ever talk about the way you get the <laughs> and yes sir. That's speech. That's speech, baby. <laughs> Man, we look forward to it every week, Drew. I, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, but no, that was an incredible game. I mean, everybody keeps saying that at this point. I mean, this, this team just seems destined for something special. Not yeah, sure what, yeah. but, like, they find a way. Like, everything is authentic. Um, you starting to see shit. Like I said with our timing before, we talked about J-Mo, whether it was time to give up on him. Now he's getting more and more reps. He's not getting rotated off the field. They're trusting right. him. The more attention Amon Ra gets, the more, you know, opportunities he has for big plays, especially those uh, – Oh, what was, what was that type of route? It's like an option route. Oh, yeah, the option route, uh, yeah. Right behind St. Brown. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of tension there. Um, the defense, man, it seems like as long as we can make a few plays on defense because we're not going to stop nobody, uh, you just got to hope the offense shows up week in and week out. But mm-hmm. the yeah. one thing I feel good about is obviously we know the points slow down in the playoffs. Like, you got to be able to run that football. Yeah. And no matter what injuries they've had up front, no matter what injuries they've had in the backfield, they find a way to run that fucking football. Even in a, in a drill. Like, they were getting 9 and 10 yards running with David Montgomery. Like, yep. that's crucial. That is very crucial. So, right. to see them find a way, man, um, like, everybody, the odds, I mean, Amon Ra posted that meme of, like, the odds and, and probability for the Lions to win that 98%. game. 98%. 98%. Like, wow. That's incredible. So There's awful play calling by the Bears too on their final drive. Run, run, pass. That was they were they were being conservative. Understandable, like, so, but you can't do that against this Lions yeah. team. So the thing is, like that's stupid coaching. It is like, yes, be conservative, but you need a first down. Yeah, exactly. Get the first down, then be conservative. Like you know, like I don't. Coaches don't understand that aspect of it. It's like don't just run the ball to like milk yeah. the clock. 
get the first down, then milk the clock. Like, you know, I mean, we make the joke about fuck threes, but like the the, the Bears were literally, they were were so happy to take a three. Like when they went three and out and had to settle for a field goal, like they weren't mad about it. Like you didn't Mm -hmm. see, they just, like Amon Ross St. Brown's brother said, like there was no point in that game where they thought, no, they, no. I mean, you see Fields yeah. like hitting the salsa after. I thought that's when the game was officially over. When he ran Same on that here. Down, <laughs> he got what 20, 25 yards. Started dancing at the end. Yeah. Like they kept running. I mean, they were conservative, uh, conservative at the end of the game. But honestly, they were conservative for most of the game. It's just the Lions yeah. they couldn't stop it. It was read option. It was uh, and then the penalties too. The rest and the penalties. So yeah. I mean. It's not like they they brought out this this playbook that just was like amazing by any means. They just right. Justin no. Fields was back. I think for the most part the Lions probably did anticipate the backups still playing another game. I mean, there was shit. There's plays where our linebackers was right there with Justin Fields one on one, and he simply just and made a better play. N- like yeah. man, he was shaking uh, their they were <laughs> taking their Derek ankles the Barnes whole game. I'm like Derek, bro, bro <laughs> Derek Barnes every single time. I'm like, bro, they're doing the same yes, play. Yes. Like yeah, it's bro, literally. Uh, who else? Um, who was that? Pascal, Pascal. every Cam- time. Campbell, he got he got Campbell really. Dude, it was a read option. Campbell read it perfectly. If I had him dead in his rights and yep. got broke down like a shotgun, it was rough. To watch. <laughs> yep. uh, I like but no, man. They- but I do. I will. I will give Aaron Glenn credit. He changed the uh, after the first quarter. He changed how they was defending yep. him because mm-hmm. it was gonna get ugly yeah. after if if he didn't. So he was like, oh. Y'all not doing what y'all supposed to do. Let's switch this up. You know what I'm saying? Like Fields did make some really good passes too. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was, respect him. He, he was, was close to a lot of deep shots, man. I was gonna say you. he also yeah. overthrew just a tad, just a tad. Yeah, he was a little rusty. I mean, he had been off for a while, but at the same time, even as a Lions fan, man, I'm not gonna lie. There's times where I watch Fields and I'm like, man, if he could just get it all together, like, yeah, he'd be dead. He's really different. Yeah, it's. It's year three or four. What is three. it? Three? Yep. Or four. I three. mean, it's it's year three, I think. It's three. But yeah. yeah, he is who he is. He ain't, he ain't going to get much better. They they would literally have to build. I think that Bears' issue is they don't build the offense around his strengths. I was going to say, like, like but, I think he plays completely yeah. different when he does, like, a no huddle, like, tempo. Um, yeah. When they let I mean, him use his strengths versus trying to turn him into something he's not. Look at I Montgomery mean, leaving them, though. I feel like he was a huge part of that team before. And Montgomery now they, yeah, but Khalil Herbert, Her- Herbert is good, too. He's not, I feel like the O-line hasn't been as good as they needed to be. That's true, personally. too. But at the same know. time, they got one of the best tight ends in the league with Cole Komet. Like, he's he's top five he right do. now. And Cole was getting busy. He was. <laughs> like, so. I don't know, man. I, I just – if he got with the right staff, I just I, – I do think he'd be a lot better. I mean, Bears about to get the number one pick. They about to get Marvin Harrison. Yeah, I, I, I you think they can? I don't think Justin Fields is a great quarterback, and I don't know if it's going to help the Bears. But once he leaves, that's going to be a really good offense. Because <laughs> like, I don't think Justin Fields is going to be that good. Like I just think that, like you know, he's just not an accurate quarterback. Like and so. He was he was never that accurate at Ohio State either. But I mean, Ohio State they were always wide open. Mm-hmm. So. They ain't always wide open in the NFL. So, but I think he's a good player. I just don't know if you're gonna reach the full potential with Marvin Harrison on one side and then uh, what's his name on the and other DJ. side? DJ. Yeah, and DJ Moore and then Mooney, Mooney in yeah. the slot. 
That's gonna be a great Madden team, though. Like, <laughs> so, like, like <laughs> I, as a Lions fan, I'm glad they're not addressing the offensive line the way they need to. <laughs> true. Look, continue to do what you're doing. If they ever <laughs> did, I would be concerned. I I don't think he's John Elway, my favorite quarterback by any means, but I think he can get the job done in multiple ways. Pause. Um, <laughs> like I said, that's the Bears. Uh, <laughs> Going back to the Lions, man, again, uh, they, they won the game since we last recorded versus the Chargers. Excellent game. Um, I mean, nobody chose to play defense that night, and thankfully we got the ball last. Um, but, no, this Packers game, man, I think it's a short week. I think at this point the Lions' confidence is sky high. Um, yeah. I think they'll probably find a way to get a few more defensive plays. The Packers – I saw statistics where basically the Packers are one of the luckiest teams in football the way – Turnovers mm-hmm. have happened to work, shit like that. Um, I think Jordan Love right now is who he is. I don't know how good he will be. But, right. I mean, defensively, I don't think the Lions will get, I don't know, maybe one or two more stops. I think it's a completely different game than last week. I think I mean, it'll be a blowout. If we kick their ass earlier in the season at Lambo, I think we're going to destroy them tomorrow. That's, I think it'll be yeah, their <laughs> offense. I think the, their offense isn't that good. Right. I will give the Packers credit. Their defense is legit. It is. Their defense is legit. Um, so the Lions, we we still scored on them in Lambeau. So I I still think we can score. I think I honestly the Lions is a top five offense, and I truly believe in it. Yeah. We can score on anybody because that offense is that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just keep us away from them. I, I think if I think if we played the Ravens again, we we bust their ass at like, home. That was just AB, a bad game. If we got to play them here. Yeah. But then again, the way Jared Goff just played, ooh, yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> but keep the Ravens away. The the Packers, the Packers' offense is bad. Is they're gonna we gonna we should blow their ass Whip off the dog shit tomorrow. out of the Packers. We should is what pause. I want to do. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. um, yeah. I think J Mo has a huge game, man. I think you could just see it slowly coming. Pause. Uh, He's due for like a one fifty two touchdown game. It's coming. <laughs> You guys are immature tonight. That was, that was crazy. Get <laughs> <laughs> your mind out the gutter. <laughs> that was wild. Oh, man. <laughs> but, no, I think J-Mo's going to have a good game. Uh, our running backs just keep getting better and better. These dudes is asking yeah. each other who wants Honestly. to score a touchdown. Man. Like, bro, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> Bro, they so disrespectful. You, you wanna? I can, cause I can go in. But if you want, if you want to go. <laughs> the Spider Man meme. So yeah, amazing. that shit killed me. And they were like, <laughs> oh, dude, it just, it just, this is a fun team to watch, man. And yeah, you can just see their team that fully believes in their coach. Um, and just like I said, Dustin for some special. So yeah. if we could ever get some freaking help for Aiden, man, it would just be. It'd be God. curtains. The the games where oh, Lee McNeil finally steps up, like he had a big sack in the Bears game. He had a really big he sack. A, he had a huge sack. He had a, a tackle for loss. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he played. He played a good game. Like being there, he played a good game. He was just always a second too late. Right. Like, yeah. It was always Justin Fields had it was like when they do those play um run options, those RPOs. Aleem would be there, and then Justin is going that way. Yeah. Like, so it's like, all right, man. That way. When we don't play a uh, – Jordan Love is kind of mobile-esque, so I don't know. But, um, but yeah, man. I, yeah, but he not – he not – it's fast mobile guys that give us the issues. So, like, Lamar gave us an issue 
Justin Fields gave us an issue. Jordan Love is not going to give us an issue. You know who else not going to give us an issue? Dobbs. Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is not going to give us an issue because he's slow. He's just strong. Like so, like I saw, I saw how the Chiefs was playing him. I'm like, bro, we gonna bust the Eagles' ass, bro. Like I'm like, I cannot wait for that Eagles Lions game because last year they won by three points. Oh, I cannot wait if we meet them in the playoffs. Oh, we gonna put our foot in their ass this year. I sure hope. Because so. I'm like, dog. <laughs> yeah, I, we can we can I beat them, bro. Though. We can beat them. See, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know, y'all. I was watching that Chiefs Eagles game, scouting for the Lions. I'm like, bro. We can beat them. We can beat them. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I can see Swift having a huge game against us. I can. See they don't even play play him like they should. So I, I can see a struggle with AJ Brown. I don't know, man. That defense. <laughs> I, I that defense. I can see. We, I can see that. But you saw the Chiefs. The Chiefs running on that defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can run. We can run better than the Chiefs, think, and our offensive line is better. Them. Well, that's our, our offensive line is better than the Chiefs, but the Chiefs still have a really Definitely. good offensive line as well. So, what worries yeah. me is if if they get to golf a couple times, that's all it's going to take for him to just throw to any and everybody. Yeah. That's all. I'd say too, Jerome. We got way better receivers than the Chiefs do. We do, right? So if if our receivers, the so I look at it like this, like you said, Drew. We got way better receivers than the Chiefs. So if the Chiefs had better receivers, they would have beat the Eagles that night. Yeah. So I mean, we can play them. We don't have. Away. We don't have a. <laughs> right. We don't have the quarterback that the Chiefs have, mm. but our defense is comparable. Our offensive line is comparable. Our run game is better. We're going to blow the Eagles out. Okay. <laughs> okay. The only issue is we need we need the Eagles to lose a couple games so we can play at home because yeah. I don't know if we can beat them in Philly. I'm not sure we can beat them in Philly, but in Four Field, we for sure gonna beat them. Like, yeah, I so. think Four Field's gonna be fucking crazy tomorrow. Oh yeah, I, like, definitely. I don't think we could beat the Niners. That's the team I'm scared of. I, I don't think we could beat the. I Niners. almost feel more confident but against I, the Niners than I would against. I do Philly. too. I I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel confident against the Niners. I do feel confident against the Eagles. So let me see who who they lose against. Where I was like, you know what? We could beat San Francisco. It wasn't the Browns. I mean, shit. The Eagles lost to the Jets, right? Which is crazy. When the Vikings <laughs> beat the 49ers, that's when I was like, all right, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we can get a dub if that's what it took against the Niners. Especially if we get to play them at the crib. Is Dobbs the future? Yeah. I think I asked it last time. Man, I don't know, but he's damn good. <laughs> Boy makes some plays where it's like, mm-hmm. Kirk ain't giving you that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No. <laughs> what would you mind say? Hey, oh, just God give it, man. Hey, sometimes, it. <laughs> sometimes it's that simple. Um, no, man, it's a great time in the NFL, dude. Like, even with people getting hurt, Drew, me, your fantasy teams had, like, Two devastating losses in a big matchup. Man. Uh, mm-hmm. I lost Mark Andrews possibly for the season. Um, lost Joe Burrow definitely for the season. You lost Aaron Jones and uh, Cooper Cup, I think, ended up leaving with an injury. So, yep. yep. This is just a time of, of not only real NFL, but fantasy football where you just got to cross your fingers and hope you get enough guys that can cross that finish line, man. Yeah, um, honestly. I had a few notes here, actually. Uh, the Super Bowl rematch between the Chiefs and the Eagles averaged 28.9 million viewers on Monday Night Football. Mm. That makes it the most watched Monday Night Football game in over 25 years and Damn. easily the most NFL, the most watched NFL game this season. Wow. Um, tomorrow, like we said, the Lions are playing, but the Lions will actually take the field tomorrow and sole possession of first place 
on Thanksgiving for the first time in 30 years. Lamar Jackson's 53rd win of his career is the most wins of all time before the age of 27. Um, Aaron Jones is out against the Lions. They just announced it. Yep. Breaking news. Uh, Worst trade of my life last year. (laughs) (laughs) What's the trade? First round pick for Aaron Jones. I was so desperate at running back. I needed something. I traded that to George. (laughs) Oh, man. George out here swindling. Uh, (laughs) I put, I felt like it was shaping up for Kansas City to be the team to beat with the injuries to Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews, but I mean, they did just lose, so I guess anything can happen. Uh, I also have the question is Russell Wilson back? That throw he had to Cortland Sutton in the corner of the end zone was amazing. Man, that that is prime Russ. Um, Cortland Sutton's been amazing this year. What'd you say? Cortland Sutton's been amazing this year. Secretly, the Broncos are sneaking back into that thing. Yeah, they're in the playoff um, picture now in the AFC. Yeah, no, based on how they started and how they got stomped out by the Dolphins, did not see this coming by any means. <laughs> uh, this Friday uh, actually is a historic game between the Dolphins and the Jets. Yep. Uh, so Friday. I found this amazing tweet, and hopefully I can find this guy's name because I want to give him credit. But essentially, I learned today that there was like, there's actually laws in place as to why the NFL doesn't play on Fridays. Really? Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna get into it. So Amazon is paying $100 million to broadcast NFL's first ever Black Friday game, but it's really a chess move to steal market share from brick and mortar stores and generate online sales. Let me explain. Hmm. Thanksgiving Day football has always been huge. Last year's game averaged 33.5 million, including 42 million viewers for the Cowboys and Giants, the most watched regular season game of all time. 2022 average viewership, NBA Christmas Day is 4.27 million. NFL Thanksgiving Day, like I said, is 33.5 million. Think about that. Jesus. The NFL has never done Black Friday because, one, it's a known holiday that people are known to leave the house to go shopping, and two, the Sports Broadcasting Act of 1961 prohibits NFL games on Fridays after 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, and all day on Saturdays during the fall. This rule was implemented by Congress to protect high school and college football from seeing a decline in attendance and viewership because of the NFL. Hmm. But Amazon offered the NFL $100 million for the game, so they decided to put it on at 3 p.m. to get around the rule. Mm -hmm. It's an even better deal for Amazon. Amazon is allowing anyone to watch. Amazon's first Thursday night football broadcast generated more prime signups than any other three-hour window in company history. And Amazon is also reportedly charging two times more than their Thursday night football broadcast for 30-second ad placements. The cost of a 30-second ad commercial for Thursday night football is $440,000. For Black Friday, it's going to be $880,000. Jeez. But more importantly, Amazon will leverage its new strategy called audience-based creative. This will enable brands to target different audience segments with different ads in the same time slot. For example, the ad age. Both will show three different ads using Amazon's ad technology. The first ad will feature Joe Burrow and will be delivered to non-Prime members, while the other two both ads will be different products and be shown only to Prime members based on their Amazon Prime search history. And here's the best part. There's targeted ads... Uh, which will also be shoppable, meaning that viewers can watch the commercial, place the product in their cart with the click of a button, and add to checkout whatever, 
whatever, wow. without ever leaving the broadcast. That makes Amazon's broadcast far more valuable than any typical commercial brands and will be able to target these customers after the game. And it also gives us a view into how brand advertising can look in the future. Companies like Amazon and Apple are only going to spend more money on live sports rights, and their ad targeting could change how brands market forever. 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 What an age we live that's in. Oof. That's cheating. <laughs> Good job, oh. babe. Bro, that's cheating. <laughs> you know what, though? I will say one thing. Amazon has one of the best looking broadcasts though. Like compared to all the other like you get NBC Sunday Night Football which looks good. Yeah. Fox and CBS sometimes look like dog shit depending on the weather. But every time you yeah. watch an Amazon game it's crystal clear like I I can't explain it. it's just the resolution's amazing with it. So I, agree. I Mariah signed up years ago for Prime so I'm just reaping the benefits now. <laughs> I canceled my Prime and I'm trying not to add another streaming service. Yeah. But I got to admit, it is really, really tough not being able to watch live football when everybody else is watching live football. So the FOMO yeah. is real. And also, I know Invincible Season 2 is coming out. And I really, really want to watch. Yes. Yeah, it's out. It's out. Really, really want to yeah. watch. I think the first six episodes drop. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did find the guy's name. His name is Joe Pompliano. Hopefully, I didn't mispronounce that. But. A great account to, to follow on Twitter. I mean, that's a huge thread that he just broke down. But, I mean, when you look at it like that, it's like, damn. Shout out to the NFL and shout out to Amazon. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I had for NFL. Uh, wanted to ask you guys, though, because actually this went viral. Uh, Valenny actually had about a 20 or 12-minute and 30-second rant on the Pistons. Yeah, yesterday's ripping broadcast. Ripping them from top to bottom. As and they deserve it, man. As they deserve it, it's gotten all over. Bar stools reposted it. Um, and it's actually reaching the point where a lot of people are asking themselves if, if it's worth being interested in the Pistons at all. Um, I was tweeting the other day watching their game. I'm not going to lie. It's extremely frustrating. You know, when it when, when Valenti broke down how long the, the Pistons have been terrible, dude. And, and shit, it's not really that much hope, if we're going to be honest. Like, you know, we put a lot of stock into maybe them getting Victor. Uh, Wimby didn't work out. So now it's like, shit, I mean, other than Cade, what do you, what do you watch right. the Pistons for? So, you know. I'm not I'm not mad at losing Victor because we got Asar, and I really, really like Asar. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I just expect – I my expectations wasn't that high. I didn't think we were going to be a playoff team, but I thought we were going to be competing for the play-in. But they are terrible. They're a bad team. And Kate and Kate said it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta stop talking like, oh, we're not a we're not a bad team. No, we're a bad team. And we gotta figure it out. We're the youngest team in the league, which is which is fair. They are the youngest team in the league. But he he Monty said some bullshit and Cade is not one to hold his tongue. Was like, you can't say no shit like that to us. Like dog, like uh they, they didn't they didn't come uh they didn't come ready to play. And it's like you can't tell us we ain't come out here to play. That's all we fucking got. All we got is coming out here and playing. So you can't tell us like you can't tell us like we ain't come out here ready to play. We're a bad team. So we gotta work on some shit. Tell us we need to work on some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And Monty's I don't understand his fucking rotations. I do understand there's injuries. So I'll give him credit for uh, I'll cut him some slack for that. Outside of that, I don't know what the fuck Monty is doing. Like I don't. Like so like like play like you have a bet that you you have a bad team. Full of young players play the best players. 
Don't try to play no fucking scheme. Play the best players. There was no reason for the first 10 games Jay Nivey was supposed to be coming off the bench after Killian Hayes? Are you kidding me? Like It just makes you wonder no, if you're what? watching the same game because as much Hayes <laughs> like, as he would give Killian. Killian is what he is at this point, obviously, but we didn't draft Ivy to, to ride the pine at this point. You know, yep. We want to see him get as many right. minutes as possible. Look, he needs to play to get better. Exactly. And then, then the one game I know they lost B, but the one game that Jaden did start and he got his spot back with Cade, they look good. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to go through growing pays. They're going to turn the ball over. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have lapses in defense, but they need to play together to understand each other's strengths and weaknesses and how they should come in. Like, yes, Killian can defend because he can't do shit else. You you better defend somebody. Or you gonna be playing in the G League or back in um back in Paris, my nigga? Like you got to do something. Yeah. Like dog. Like I love Monty and his emphasis on defense, but at the end of the day, sometimes you need bucket getters. You need a guy yeah. opposite the cage. True. Every game now, when Cage starts getting his and he gets trapped, the Pistons just look like dog water. You need another guy that knows how to get a basket next to him. Um, like you said, Killian. Look, I can only watch so many air balls, man. You got Austria Thompson uh, <laughs> struggling to hit the rim sometimes too, but yep. he does play defense. He does hustle. He gets putbacks. He finds other ways to be involved in the game. Um, but it's rough right now, man. Like, this team looks completely different when Jalen Duran isn't playing. Uh, hopefully, yeah, he'll be man. back soon. But, I mean, they have suffered a lot of injuries. Don't get me wrong. But to lose 12 games, that's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, especially when you So, what you think? 15. I want to ask you a question. Bogdan is ramping up. He's coming back. Yep. Um, uh, who else is is Duran coming back? I, I know they said two of them, two of them was coming. They both practice. Do you think? And uh, the only person that's not coming back anytime soon is Monte Morris. Monte, yeah, Monte, yeah, Monte, yeah. Um, who do you think gonna start? Do you think they gonna start or have Bogdan come off the bench? Honestly, what I would my, I mean, my starting lineup would be Cade. Ivy, I would have Bogdan. I would love to see what Azir, like I mentioned last episode, at what he could four. do at the four. Yeah. And then put Jalen Duran out there and see how much spacing. And sit, sit Stu. See how, see how much spacing you can get. Don't get me wrong. Stu has shot a lot better than I expected him to do this season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the other day I'm watching him and we ran a post up for B. Stu and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I'm sorry, man. There should never be a time where we're going into the post to B. Stu. Um, unless yeah. there's like a mismatch after a pick and roll, something like that. But no, like we were in a clutch going to post up to beef stew, and I, <laughs> I was pissed. Like the shot wasn't even close. So that lineup that you said, I don't think is the best defensive lineup, but I think it's the best. It makes the most sense, mm-hmm. uh, like overall. I think because I don't would have that... to break it down after maybe six minutes. Um, yeah, the two and three match and bring beef stew, make it yeah. tough, but. When you do have, you know, uh, Duran guarding the basket and also Azura kind of at the four to lurk a little bit, I think that helps a lot, especially if you have Cade not having to work so hard on offense where he can give more effort yeah. on defense. I think that does a lot. Um, dude, watching those games and seeing him get trapped and just nobody knows what to do. Like, when they trap Cade, it just, it just goes to shit. Uh, we saw Marcus Sasser look amazing but what's funny is now that uh now that ivy is playing Killian. 
and Killian's going to the bench. Now Thatcher's not playing. It's like, dude, right? It's stupid, bro. You gotta figure out a way. He don't. He don't want to sit Killian so bad, dog. I'm like, bro, if you don't bury that dude on the bench, dog, you have to be able as a point guard to be able to hit the three point shot. Like it's been proven over and over again. Um, Yeah, man. The defense being able to go under screens and like forcing you to shoot. Dude, that's such an advantage, and they can't do that with Sasser. Like, Sasser, if you want to keep going under them screens, for sure, I'm going to drop this three in your face. Mm-hmm. And then if you start going on top of screens, I'm going to get by every defender and either, either shoot a floater or drop it down to Jalen Duran, drop it down to, to Beef Stew. So, Sasser's so far ahead, and he's not like a, a, a liability on defense despite his size. Like, no. he will guard you. He was one of the best defensive college guards. He will guard like, you. So, so he can guard, yeah. He's just small. Like, they list him at 6'2". He's not 6'2". He's not 6'2". The, the, the Pistons just are, like, the only team right now in Michigan <laughs> that have, like, no hope whatsoever. Like, yeah, yeah, everything's honestly. depressing when you look at that team. Like, they have the lone star. I mean, shit, one of one of Valenti's biggest points, if, if he, he was a part of Cade's camp, there would be no reason for him to say. He would be the first person to ever turn down the rookie extension because of how bad shit is right here. Yeah. And I have to admit, I couldn't argue that. Like, I don't see any reason if I was K where I'd be like, you know what? I want to stick around. At least right now, not saying things don't change, but right now, like, dude, this is what? Year three, technically year two because he missed a full season. Things don't look better than when he started. All right, let's just keep it real. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I agree. he probably does take the extension because that's a lot of money to turn down. But, yeah. right, yeah. Dude, that's no, it's tough. Like, they should be nah. doing a better job of surrounding him with talent. Like, like, yeah, I read a, I read an ESPN article where they're watching the Pistons now and they like, they don't know if Cade is a star. And I like, I think Cade is a star. I do, like, I do think he needs to work on his shooting, you know, and he always turned the ball over, even in college. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that's just his thing. Like, you know, he going to handle the ball a lot. You're going to turn the ball over a lot. But I do think he's a star. But I also think that he needs pieces around him. Cade, like, they, they've they always compared Cade to Luka. And, but I think Luka is a much more polished scorer oh, yeah, than Cade sure. is. So, yeah, like, and I think Luka is – I don't think Cade is not aggressive. I think Cade wants to give everybody buckets. But I also think he's – like I said, he ain't got the bag that Luca got. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they compare him to Luca and stuff like that, and he not reaching that thing. Like they say, like his PER. You know, they the analytics squad is comparing him to Purvis Ellis, and it's like, bro, ugh, Eesh. don't don't say that, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen a lot of things regarding Cade. I do think Cade is a star, and that's not just me being Homer. Um, no, look at his numbers. Well, he's averaging like high twenties and like eight and eight every night, like damn near yeah, triple double. He's not efficient. True. He's not efficient. He's get he the turns the over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, shit was it to... against my bad B. I was no, saying against Denver, he got what twelve out of twelve free throws or something. So he was finally getting to the mm-hmm. line at least. But as he know, starts man. to get the calls, um, again, like I said, this is essentially his second year. The turnovers are bad sometimes, but. I think some of that can be fixed. Like, you know, yeah. I think young players have a habit of trying to do jump passes, and mm-hmm. you learn in the NBA, like, that's just not going to fly. Like, no. players are a no. lot faster than they were in college. It works at um, the rec league. <laughs> yeah. like, right. And, like, Cade, like, you saw him playing, like, in the USA Select team. The start, the the best of the best said Cade is it. Yep. So, like, it's not like, you know, people is playing against Cade and, like, Cade ain't got it. He got it. But the, also the team needs to like 
He needs help. Be yeah, better. He needs sure. help. Yeah. And it's just still year number two, so I'm not, I'm not tripping on any of that. Um, I do think, I mean, we would all like to see him have better shooting, but I mean, there's games where the motherfucker can't miss. So like, yeah. he's yeah. kind of a streaky shooter right now. You'd like to see him be more consistent, but the way he's able to play at his own pace, I still do see similarities with Luca. Um, obviously, Luca, like you said, does have a deeper bag, but. There's years where Luca was a little out of shape and didn't look like the Luca yeah. that you know we see now. So Luca still at times is a liability on defense. So as great as Luca is, he has his flaws too. But winning cures all, right? right? Like you have to go out there yeah. and get a Kyrie Irving to put next to him. Like exactly, Definitely. exactly. The, the see, there, you so, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Again, I'm not gonna lie. When I watch Oklahoma City, I'm extremely jealous. Like yeah. I think they had a rebuild yeah. for as long as we have. Their draft capital is something like we haven't seen in any league ever. Um, mm-hmm. They already have a good core. If they wanted to go and get any star, they could. They literally have unlimited resources. So, And they're one of the best defending teams despite being so young. Like, they have their Chet. I think that's yeah. what the Pistons need. Like, they have Shea. Shea's got such an old man game, but nobody <laughs> can stop him from getting buckets, dude. It is unreal. Between him and Tyrese Halliburton, the way and Luca shit and uh dude from Serbia, Jokic like all oh, of them play yeah. super slow, uh unorthodox at times, but like arguably those are probably the four best players right now in the NBA. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's just we we harp on athleticism so much where like sometimes you do have to remember the fundamentals. Like and I, I, that's why I root for players like that. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's been shit. Did you guys see the the Pacers and uh, and Hawks game? It was like one highlights, man. yeah. One sixty, like both <laughs> teams. They like, said that was an NBA All Star game. Like, <laughs> oh, didn't go to overtime. Like how's yeah. that fucking possible? That I saw that score and had to double take because I'm like, there's no way the motherfucker. Was it eighty six points in the first half, which is unreal? Yeah, dude, <laughs> like crazy. that has been a it's been a it's been a ride um, for the NBA. But yeah, just wanted to touch on that. Um, did you guys have anything else you want to add with any of the sports? No, just happy Thanksgiving. I love that. Drew, do you have any update <laughs> real quick before I forget for the Red Wings? They lost both of their games in Sweden that they played last week, and they returned. They played tonight against the Devils. So oh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I didn't want to add a little bad note, but. That's my bad. <laughs> they're trying. They're trying. <laughs> at least, you know what? At least they're giving us hope, you know? They're not the yeah. Pistons. Exactly. The Pistons, yeah. So. Yeah, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) This has been another episode of True Hip Hop Sensation. I feel like your mind's in the gutter again. (laughs) No, actually, that was not it. That was not it. No, no, it wasn't. This has been another episode of True Hip Hop Sensation, the casual. Until the next time, y'all be easy. Why? Take care. Drew, your face has been cracking me up. This What'd I say? <laughs> you you just you didn't say anything. It's just your mannerisms just cracking me up, man. No, like they can no. Be, they Every can time be. B say on that note, Drew be like, and one more thing. Like, it's like, it's like... <laughs> No, I just said they compete. That's all I said. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> you guys are a riot. Love y'all. <laughs> Love you guys. Fuck y'all. Love you, bro. <laughs> that was weird.
two senseis and a casual. 